Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK back at you with another video here to break it down. The Monday Night Football Show on site. We have the Packers and the Raiders. Once again, $1 million up top. You love to see it. Uh, if it's your first time watching, I cover content for NBA and NFL. I am making videos for NBA preseason. We have a really nice uh, size slate finally tomorrow, 10K to first. I'll have a video up after this, breaking down the NBA preseason slate. Also make content for player prop sites like PrizePix, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Had a phenomenal day today on player props. I uh, made about 500 uh, overall, $500 total. Um, we went 4-1 and one in the YouTube NFL plays. If you guys watch those, also full swept NBA. So great, great day overall. If you guys are interested in checking out more content for DFS or for player prop stuff, you can check my Patreon linked down below. Any sponsors, Parlay Play. Uh, they do have Monday Night Football player props up. Uh, but Parlay Play is another player prop site. You can win up to 75x your money. Uh, if you guys want to give it a try, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus, or you can use the code DKDFS for that match bonus. All right, so before we get into the player-by-player player breakdown, let's take a look at the odds here. So Packers and Raiders, average odds right now about 45 and a half uh, over under. So there's expected to be a fair amount of points scored in this game. And uh, the spread is um, average about Raiders two-point favorites here. Um, and what you guys are looking at, again, is the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen. If you guys are interested in uh, Odds Jam, you can use the link down below or the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. They have uh, Fantasy Optimizer as well for player pop stuff. So if you're interested, again, link down below. Uh, but yeah, let's just get it. Oh, well, first, let's talk. Let's talk through the, uh, I want to cover this really quickly, the, D the Devon uh, HN thing. Um, yeah, like here's the thing, right? Uh Obviously, uh, I had a ton of people trolling me from from my post, which is like, yeah, I, I knew I was going to get trolled if he uh, if he scored a touchdown. Here, it, it's the thing. Here's the thing, right? DFS is an ownership versus chances of success game, right? And he had what uh, twelve touches? Twelve touches was a split with him and Mostert. Um, yeah, I'm going to fade him with that ownership every single time, right? At like thirty five percent ownership, I'm just gonna, I'm going to fade him every single time. If he continues to break off 70, 80 yard touchdown runs every single time, then I'm just going to lose. I'm just going to lose. And yeah, like I'm, I really, everyone that watches these videos, uh, I try to, you know, make you guys better DFS players, right? I'm not making content just to make it, right? I really want to focus on like the, the tough, tough aspects of DFS and those things that are, that are hard to understand. And uh, yeah, like HN, again, I'm, I'm going to fade him every single time. Now, here's the thing. If his role changed, if he was a guy that was playing like 75% of snaps, today then i would have gladly taken the l right but no it was a split with Mostert. he had an outlier like 80 yard touchdown run which obviously just ended my day right away also i had four injuries in my main slate lineup four injuries how is that even possible uh so nfl dfs did not go good for me today again i had four injuries in my main slate lineup i did not play chalk hn and saturday night football i did not play kittle so dfs did not go great there it did go really well for nba um, and I had an injury in NBA early slates, uh, during, which cost me a takedown. So no injuries tomorrow, please. But just wanted to cover that really quick. And, uh, all right. So, and if you guys want to go check the replies, uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of them for that, that HN tweet. Go, go check it. Also, I was having some fun earlier. People trying to, to roast me. Uh, Twitter was entertaining today. I'm just going to say that Twitter was very entertaining uh, my Twitter's linked down below if you guys you want to uh, check it out. Um, I tilt a lot, so just just FYI, that's that's you know we tilt a lot of these videos. 
mainly what I do on Twitter too. So it's it's really though make you guys laugh, right? That's that's the main. Like we we all deal with this. We all tilt. Um, so you guys should check out the Twitter. You can. It is linked down below. Okay, now let's get into it. So Green Bay and uh, the Raiders. So Aaron Jones is at the top of 10K. He's questionable now. He was active last game, but. Um, they really limited his snaps. And I want to say he went back to the locker room too at one point. He only played 20 snaps, uh, only ran 13 routes. So this is a little bit worrisome. So this is one where it's going to come down to ownership for what I want to do with Aaron Jones. It's not as simple of, oh, I play him versus I don't play him. If Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, 60% owned with this, you know, lingering hamstring issue, but no, I'm not going to play him. If Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, very low owned, I don't know, like 20, 25%. I'm way more inclined to play him, right? And that would have been the same thing with A-Chan. If A-Chan was like similar ownership to Mostert, like 5 to 10%, much more willing to play him uh, in tournaments. Uh, but he was 35%. So like I said, it's an ownership versus chances of success game. I am worried about Aaron Jones. However, if he's going to be extremely low owned, I'm more willing to play him in tournaments, Right. Uh, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on his status. I, it looks like he's going to, he'll be able to go, but, uh, last game, last game's usage was worrisome for sure. And hamstrings always just, they're just linger, right? They're, they're not good injuries to deal with. So it does worry me. But again, if he's going to be low on, I'm going to have a lot more interest in him for tournaments. You got love at 9.8 K. I think he's pretty safe play, right? He's somewhat mobile. Um, you know, 39 yards in the ground here, 23 in the yard, 23 yards on the ground in game two, 12 yards game one. Um, again, he's played pretty well. I will say Jordan Love, uh, he's in, I wouldn't say he's played amazing, but he's been a, you know, serviceable quarterback for the Packers this year. So, uh, no real strong takes there. I love at the price point. Now the wide receivers. Okay. So Watson in his first game back was limited. Uh, they said he's, he doesn't even have an injury designation. So I assume his snaps are going to go up because last week he did only play 26 of the 57 snaps. So I assume his snaps will go up and we know he has big play upside. So I like the ceiling on Watson. I still think there's some risk. Um, I don't know if he's going to, you know, what is the increase going to be with Watson, right? Is it going to be an increase from like 45% to 55% of the snaps? Or is it going to be an increase from 45% of snaps to like, 80% of the snaps, right? If it's the lat, if it's the, you know, the, the big increase, I have a lot more. So, uh, and then Romeo Dobbs, I think is the safer option. Uh, 12 and 13 targets over the last couple games is pretty insane, especially because the first couple weeks he didn't do a ton, but uh, yeah, I think he's safer than Watson, but Watson does have a pretty high ceiling and Dobbs played a good chunk of the game last week. So he played, where is it? Uh, 50 of the 57 snaps. So uh, yeah, he's a bit safer. And then I still have Anderson Reed. I do think he's a little bit overpriced. Uh, like, he's he's too close, in my opinion, to guys like Watson and Dobbs. However, like I said, I think that's going to keep his ownership relatively low. He's been playing in the slot. Uh, he still played a fair amount of the game last game. He played 38 of the 57 snaps, ran 32 routes. So uh, I do have some interest in uh, Jaden Reed. I think because the price point, he'll kind of fly under the radar. Well, a lot of people look to either Dobbs or Watson. So Reed's still viable, still viable in the slot uh, for sure. He's been targeted a good amount through the first four weeks. And then I like Musgrave. If you played Luke Musgrave and uh, last week you got severely punished with an injury. Injuries suck. Like I said, I had like six injuries today. It just sucks, man. It sucks one because especially you do all this work and then you're excited for the slate and then your day's over right away. Like it just, nothing is worse than that. Uh, So if you played Musgrave last slate, it sucks, man. I apologize. Um, 
nothing you can do about it. But 5.2K, I think, is a very fair price point for him. So don't put too much emphasis into what uh, we saw last week. Again, he only played 14 snaps, but he got injured. Uh, previous weeks, he was playing a good chunk of the game, Luke Musgrave. So, like, if you go back uh, the previous week, he played 68 of the 79 snaps, ran 47 routes. So, uh, yeah, I think Musgrave is actually a really solid value play here. And we really haven't seen, like, a huge game from him, but he's still uh, out there a ton when healthy. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a nice price point from a guy they can look to in the red zone. A.J. Dillon, I mean, he's been really bad this year. Not going to lie. He's just been really bad. But if you're worried about the status of Aaron Jones, if you're worried that Jones is going to, you know, aggravate that hamstring injury or he's going to be limited again, then you have to have Anderson A.J. Dillon, right? It, it's it's kind of gross. It makes you want to throw up a little bit. But, I mean, if you give, like, if you give A.J. Dillon uh, over half the game, like, let's say he plays over half the snaps of 4.6K, like, you got to have interest. He's running some routes, too. He's not just a complete plowder. Uh, but, yeah, like, A.J. Dillon kind of depends on what you think the health is of Aaron Jones for what I want to do. If you think Aaron Jones is close to full go and back to, like, the, you know, 65 70% of the snaps roll like we saw before he got injured, then I'm not really interested in A.J. Dillon. But if you're worried about the status of Aaron Jones, then I think you got to have more interest in A.J. Dillon. Packers defense is 4.4. I mean, I think it's just fine. Like, no real strong takes on them. I don't think they're going to be super popular. Same with the kicker. As I always say, they're safe plays. Kickers seem to be usually a bit lower on. They should be in tournaments. Uh, DeGuar is the backup tight end, so he benefited last game with Luke Musgrave going down. So I wouldn't read too much into this four catches, four targets game. If you go back the week before when Musgrave was healthy, that's a better indication of what's going to happen. Uh, so DeGuar played 17 snaps in that game, only ran four routes. So... Musgrave is healthy. He's basically running no routes. I'd be careful with uh, Deguara here. I still think he's going to run a few routes. He's, he's a punt in large hill tournaments, but def, I, think he'll, I think he'll probably be a little bit overowned by the fish because they're going to see this four catch, four target game and like, oh, I got to play him, right? No, like I said, be careful, right? Because Musgrave missed basically the entire game. And then the other receivers here for the Packers, wide receiver uh, or is actually Hicks uh, or Wicks. Wicks, I should say, $200. I I do like this price point for him. Uh, two raise the wide receiver five. He's 1.4K. But if you take a look at the opportunities last week, again, it was Wicks operating as that wide receiver four. He played 33 of the 57 snaps, ran 25 routes, whereas Toure uh, played 11 snaps and ran 10 routes. And uh, yeah, Wicks didn't do anything last game, but previous game stat, six targets, four targets. He's the flat min $200. I think he's a pretty interesting value play. I do. So, uh, yeah, I do kind of like him as a punt. And, yeah, I think that's basically it. Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to mention here. I'm just looking through. Uh, no. So let's talk about the Raiders. So Raiders are honestly a pretty easy team to talk about. Very condensed. Like, you know where the offense is coming from with this team. Josh Jacobs in the ground game. And it's Jacoby Myers, Devonta Adams who there, right? It's like... That's what the Raiders do, and they don't rotate, guys. So we'll keep an eye on the status of Devonta Adams. He is uh, questionable. He practices limited fashion on Saturday. I think there's there's a chance that he misses uh, because he didn't practice at all during the week. Like, he didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that is a bit worrisome. And the shoulder injury, um, he said it was like he had to tough it through uh, that last game. So we'll, we'll monitor the status with Devonta Adams. Right now, I'm under the assumption that he'll play. Now, if he does not play, then Jacoby Myers becomes the clear wide receiver one. And then it becomes tricky with what the Raiders do with the wide receiver two position. 
I think a lot of people will assume like Renfro will be the guy, but that wasn't the case in week two when Jacoby Myers missed with a concussion. It was not DeAndre Carter. It was not Hunter Renfro. It was the preseason legend, Christian Wilkerson, that operated as the wide receiver two uh, in the game that Jacoby Myers missed. Week two, Myers missed. Adams played 37 of the 40 snaps. Wilkerson played 29 of the 40 snaps. Uh, Renfro uh, played 26. And Carter played nine snaps. So it's to be really interesting to see or what to see what the Raiders do if Devonta Adams miss. I think they could do a lot of different things. Uh, can Renfro play out wide? Sure. I think he can play out wide a little bit. Could they go to Carter? Yeah. Could they activate Wilkerson and play him a lot like they did in week two? Yeah, there's like there's a lot of different ways the Raiders could go about this. So definitely going to be an interesting tournament slate for sure if Devontae Adams does not play. If he does play, uh, the ceiling is massive on him. Uh, now the injury is a little bit worrisome, right? Same thing I said about uh, Aaron Jones. I think there's a little bit less risk though with the shoulder as opposed to the hamstring. But um, yeah, still would still like the ceiling quite a bit on Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs is 10.6K. So, I mean, he's been a bell cow and he's just running it. He's like running an insane amount of routes. Like this is not what we saw from Jacobs a few years ago where he was basically just the early down bruiser, right? And then he subbed out in passing downs. He's just basically out there the entire time. Uh, last week, he played 51 and 73 snaps, ran 20 routes. So uh, I think an eight catch and 11 target game is definitely a bit of an outlier from him. But he's still the clear RB1. He should play 75 to 80-ish percent of the snaps. Like I said, he's he's out there in passing down situations as well. Uh, so I think he's a pretty good option. It'll be interesting to see where the ownership comes in on, on uh, Jacobs. Jimmy G is 9-4. He's good to go. Uh, he's a game manager. No, Not very mobile, but I think it is a reasonable price point for him. No real strong takes on either quarterback, I'll say, on this showdown. Jacoby Myers is 7K. I think this is a really nice price point for Jacoby Myers. Um, whether even if Devonte Adams is in, I still like Myers quite a bit because like I said, the Raiders don't rotate wide receivers. It's just Adams and it's Myers. And they're basically just playing the entire game. Myers played 70 of the 73 snaps, ran 47 routes. I mean, he has had big games playing alongside Devonte Adams. So either way, I like Myers, but he's going to look better. Obviously, Devonte Adams does not play. Carl Senega, no real strong take on the kickers or the defenses on this slate. As far as the backup running backs go, um, Amir Abdullah played 15 snaps, ran 15 routes, uh, and Zamir Wright, Zamir White played seven snaps, ran four routes. So I think I would rather go to Abdullah at 1K as opposed to Zamir White at 3-2. Abdullah is basically just running a lot of routes. He's basically like a passing down guy. Again, Jacobs is still running routes, but they will bring in Abdullah at times for passing down situations, and he's $1,000 and DraftKings is full point PPR. So Abdullah intrigues me. I prefer him to Zamir White. Uh, White probably gets a couple carries, uh, but that's about it. And then there's also some solid value here with uh, some of these secondary targets. So Hooper and Renfro, and I said this uh, the other shot on slate with the Raiders. So if you think the Raiders are playing from ahead, I think you want to have more interest in a guy like Austin Hooper uh, because I think they're going to run a lot more two wide receiver sets, run a lot more 12, uh, 12, set person, uh, 12 team personnel with two tight ends. So uh, Austin Hooper, $600, I think is an interesting value play here. I do. Last week, he played 37, 73 snaps, ran 28 routes. Now, he hasn't been targeted a ton, but at this price point, that makes him firmly in play. And if you think the Raiders are playing from behind, then the slot wide receiver, Hunter Renfro, I think will play more. Renfro's also had a very quiet start to the year, but I mean, he had a really big year a couple of years ago. He's still a solid wide receiver. 
and uh, his snaps would increase if they play from behind. Like he played 33 snaps around 29 routes. So basically when Hunter Renfro is out there, he's running routes, right? So uh, with Renfro and with Hooper, like I said, I think it kind of depends on what you think happens, the game flow. I will say, I think the ceiling is higher in Renfro than Hooper, but if the Raiders are playing from like a two touchdown lead, I don't think you're going to see a ton of, of a Hunter Renfro. Backup tight end is Michael Mayer. So he played 37 snaps, ran 15 routes. Uh, he's the flat min $200. He has two targets through four weeks. I think it's still in consideration in the Millimaker, in a Millimaker setting. But uh, yeah, again, Wilkerson was the guy I mentioned, right? Now in that week two, he didn't do anything. He didn't have a target, but he actually played the second most amount of snaps when Jacoby Myers missed. DeAndre Carter, uh, $200. He's kind of operating as a wide receiver four. He played eight snaps, ran three routes last game. Uh, basically, he just came in, though, when Devontae Adams was out. So I don't even know if he would have played if Devontae Adams didn't uh, you know, miss uh, some time with that shoulder injury. So, oh, and then the fullback. So I wanted to mention Jacob Johnson is the fullback. He played 25 snaps, ran 10 routes. I believe he's also the flatman. He is. And I mentioned this on my Patreon stream, how I liked uh, Kyle Yushek today. No one played him. Um, it went well for me, Kyle Yushek. But again, I didn't have Kittle, so I didn't make money. Uh, but yeah, like Jacob Johnson, he's running some routes. I mean, he had one catch on two targets last week. So $200 in a million maker setting that is in consideration. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. Um, I'm going to go make an NBA preseason video up after, after this. And then I'm probably going to have a, a player prop video up tomorrow just because I'm running on fumes right now. I've been up since 6 a.m. Uh, working like nonstop. It's been a very busy day with NBA preseason NFL. It's 11 p.m. right now. So I still got to go make that NBA video. So uh, I'm definitely going to crash after that. But I really appreciate you guys for watching as always and for the support. Uh, can't thank you guys enough. Uh, good luck tomorrow, and we'll see you guys in the next video.